Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freaking Our Week in Review on WAYOLP Freaking Rochester, also on Apple Freaking Podcast, Freaking Spotify, and Freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Freaking Taylor, the freaking Moss Man Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Freaking Doug the Slug Freaking Jordan, and bringing up the rear we have Freaking Tadia Rizzer, the Snowman, all via Satellite Freaking in New York, the great satellite in the freaking sky. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel starts your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. <gasps> Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And I find myself waiting patiently. On the outskirts of town, separated dramatically from any friend or foe. Biding my time. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm playing with myself. Been playing with myself all my life. No reason not to play with myself now. And yet, the feel of my hand, the motion, does not satisfy me the way it once did. All of a sudden, from the horizon line, I see out in the distance a dark figure approaching. And as he comes closer, I notice it is my great friend, Balthazar. And with Balthazar, a letter of writ. I say, Balthazar, so good to see you. Not a word is spoken. Eyes, somber. Face, sun-beaten as he approaches. And he hands me the letter silently. I say, oh, Balthazar, this must be news from Verona. I tear open the envelope. And there I see the news that my love has fallen. Just then a great cloud crowd crackles above me. A thunderstorm it is. I wail in agony. Falling to my knees, I collapse. But I rise. Because now I know what it is that I must do. There will be no peace in Verona tonight. And then I wake up. Thought I'd get that off my chest, top of the hour. I mean, so what do you have to do when what is it that you know that you must do before you wake up? Well, I imagine that I will make haste to Verona and lay waste to Verona and then lie waste to thyself and in thine bloody agony, death will be my blanket that warms me at night through the storm. Doug Jordan. And, and 
I'm pretty sure he already said all of this too. Yeah, so you're just not you. paying attention thank to start you. the hour. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Now, the reason I tell this great tale, this great parable, is because Jeez Louise down in my knees, I had a, a very interesting note come cometh my way. And it is word from my mother in regards to my father. My father is very, very ill. And according to my mother, he might pass at any time. Now, an invitation was not extended for me to go visit. But at this point, I thought I would share it with Uyghurs and Tweakers because I don't know how to feel about that. My father and I have always had a very contentious relationship with my mother in between, and we are pulling on her like a tug of war, both with the intention of having her to thine self. And my mother one time said, I feel like I'm going to be ripped in half. Obviously, she chose my father, and I have cursed him and awaited with great hope, enjoy the day he would fall. And yet, when I hear this news, I find myself unable to rejoice, unable to cheer on what I have so greatly hoped for. So... Your your, fa- your father's name is Balthazar. No, that's no, that's. I mean, that's a the messenger is Balthazar. That's this so your is dad's from. Name is not Balthazar. No, no. What is your dad's name? Eric. Okay, I I like Balthazar better, but Eric Lofton, and he is gravely ill, and I have not been asked to sojourn to see him, but. I may find myself doing so at some time soon. I really need Sandy on this one. And for Weakers and Tweakers, you may have noticed Sandy, the Sandman Fargus, is not here. Said something about building a baseball diamond in a cornfield so Shoeless Joe Jackson could come back as a ghost and play one last game. I know not where he is at the moment, of course, though. So, geez, Louise, down in my knees. It is a difficult time for me do express myself without him here for guidance. Doug the Slug Jordan, in terms of Sandy's great mission, do you know, has he begun? Because that was the only word that I received for him today. Um, I, you know, I heard a lot of banging in the garage and it sounded like, you know, quite a few tools had been, you know, gathered and maybe clanged around and put into some sort of a bag or a wheelbarrow of some sort yeah. to, to take wherever he's freaking going you know I don't so I really don't really know much about it other than he's he's using my tools without asking so yeah yeah I'm not really sure where this whole idea sprung forth from. Sandy has been known to get great visions, and I know that he is feeling quite a bit better. Perhaps a visage came to him in the eve and told him to do such a quest. Go on a quest building a baseball diamond in a cornfield. I am not sure. I'm almost wondering if he saw Field of Dreams and was so drunk that he thought it was a dream and a vision, and he went to go build a build a baseball field out of a cornfield. What? 
Yeah, that's the exact plot to to feel the dreams with Kevin Costner and Ray Liotta. It's a you know he said he tries to build a baseball field um, in Iowa because James Earl Jones, Darth freaking Vader, tells him to. Because of the and is it for the shoeless Joe thing? Yeah, it's for shoeless Joe Jackson. Hmm. The mystery it is now. It the plot just seems to thicken. And speaking of thickening, freaking, well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I was going to make a reference to my dangly Johnson. We will move on. Doug the Slug freaking Jordan, how you doing? How you been? How horny are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Um, yeah, thank you for the blessing. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, not horny. Not really sure why you have to ask me that. Uh, week's been fine, you know, working at the restaurant. Uh, the Ortego and you know I we were talking about this last week I had set up a couple of uh, surveillance cameras to kind of ward off any pranksters in the neighborhood yeah from- and I want to make a quick side note about that geez Louise down on my knees no help no thanks to freaking Doug Jordan I spent all night the other night in a snare Sandy and I came made a bunch of snares in Doug Jordan's yard rope snares to freaking catch the pranksters and then Sandy was half drunk told me to go check on the snares he said I don't think the snares are working make sure the snares are nice and tight Taylor I go out there get my foot caught in one of them it slips trips it and I'm hanging upside down near half the night Sandy Farkas falls asleep drunk and I'm just dangling there and then at that point the freaking pranksters do come by freaking toilet paper and silly string me couldn't see him though it was too dark yeah, the light that I had gotten to illuminate the backyard was not uh, bright enough. So you kind of just see, you know, your body kind of hanging there. And then, you know, a bunch of kids, you know, or whoever it is, throwing a bunch of crap at you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I've got a lot of footage of, you know, raccoons and some neighborhood cats. You know, saw a deer, actually saw a deer through the backyard one night. That was pretty cool. And I think we got a fox running around. I think I got that on footage. Wait, so what are you saying? That the animals are the ones breaking your backyard? or? What, no, what? I mean, it's just kind of an added benefit that I get, you know, these videos of animals while I'm trying to figure out who's breaking the backyard. And for Uyghurs and Tweakers that follow freaking Doug Jordan on Facebook, you can see little videos, little snippets of videos that he's been sharing. It's his new hobby, sharing wildlife videos. He's the new, what the hell was that guy's name? Jack, Jack, what was his name? The Jack Andy, Jack, I can't remember his name. He used to go on late night TV shows, Tonight Show. His name was Jack. Jack something. And he would just go on shows and show. Yeah. He would just bring animals with him, or yeah, bring yeah, animals. A real sicko. Yeah, like reptiles, like the reptile guy. Sometimes, by. sometimes he had all sorts of reptiles and and big animals and big cats and monkeys. Well, Doug Jordan, God bless you on your quest for your wildlife snaps. Quite boring the videos are after you've seen the first one. It's basically an animal walks into frame, stands there for a bit, and then walks out of frame. Sometimes they just walk in and out of frame. I did get a squirrely and nut 
once right in front of the camera. That was pretty cool. You know, kind of getting a close-up of him going to town. And saving all these videos you are? Making some sort of collection? Well, I mean, you got to take them off the camera because otherwise if you don't, then, you know, they get deleted because the camera can only hold so much and then it erases the old footage. So, you know, you got to save you got to save the good ones. So, you know, I got a lot of the ones of the animals that I'm I'm trying to save. Well, maybe a, a best of surveillance footage videotape is in the works. Maybe that would be a great gift to Weakers and Tweakers for a small fee donation, I should say. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that, but I could probably put a, a bunch of the clips together and make a best of video. Maybe add some music to the background. Maybe some funny music. Maybe some serious. Maybe some sort of sad music at certain points. So, what do the people do after they're done playing with themselves when they watch these videos? Well, I, I hope you're not playing with yourself when you're watching the videos. Well, that's why I assume that you were videotaping animals, but yeah. I mean, no, why I'm, else would you be? I'm videotaping the backyard to try and catch pranksters, and I'm also getting an added bonus benefit of the of the getting animal videos. For Weakers and Tweakers, Doug Jordan also uploaded the video footage of myself hanging there for several hours um, and me getting sprayed and tweepied by the pranksters. So, geez, Louise, down in my knees, a rough week it has been for myself. Teddy Risher, please, how you doing? How you been? How horny are you? God bless you, and how was your week? Uh, thank you for asking. I'm very horny, and God bless you as well, and God bless you, Doug Jordan, and, and thank you for the blessing unto which you were sure to give me. Um, and I'm very horny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God bless Thank you. you for the blessing. And, um, yeah, uh, my, you. and I'm feeling very forlorn today. Um, and my week has been, um, very, uh, I've been very distraught all week. Um, and I, I do apologize to Weakers and Tweakers. Um, I didn't get a chance to be on the show last week because as they know, I have moved into my uh, parents' attic tower. Um, and that is where I've been staying to shield my hideous, monstrous form from the public. And um, here I will live out my days. Um, but the Wi-Fi is really crappy up here, so I didn't really get a chance to, to jump into the show. Um, all good now, though. I went out and I got a Wi-Fi booster and um, also a flat screen and a mini fridge. And, um, and also a, a, the PlayStation. Yeah, from the satellite New York uplink that we are looking at here, it look the tower attic tower room looks pretty nice. To be honest with you, well, um, you know, I while it is nice and I do have a lot of amenities here, um, I do need to reiterate that this is for the safety of of the people of Rochester and the peop and and myself, frankly, because um, I am a, a hideously deformed at the moment. Um, and I, I don't want to scare people. I don't want to be chased out um, with pitchforks and torches. Um, so up here I, I will live and only at night will I sneak out and and make my way through the world never to never to, to touch a, another person or, or talk to them or or feel the, the, the smooth skin of a woman or hear the laughter of children. Well, the warmth of their touch. Well, yeah. 
That is absolutely freaking hilarious. And jeez Louise, down on my knees, a great burden you have found yourself to have after, for Uyghurs and Tweakers that may not remember, freaking Tadia freaking Risher got several injections into his face, which caused a great deal of facial swelling. And then to sort of even out the swelling, which had in its reduction looked like gross disfigurement, he got more injections, which just made the situation worse. Mm-hmm. And and I did. I know what a lot of people are thinking. Did I? You know, have I gone to a doctor? Yes and no. I went back for a couple more injections because I was like, you know what, third time's a charm. Um, however, as you as as you can see, there's really it's really not looking much better. If anything, it looks very much worse. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I've got a George Foreman grill up here, and I've made some amazing paninis, and uh, you know, it's not too bad, I guess. And you will be spending the rest of your days in this attic tower room. Yes, I plan to grow old and um, and live here the rest of my days, um, or maybe I'll friggin' go into the, go into the closet, pants around my ankles, rope around my neck, friggin' play with myself until I'm uh, yeah I see darkness. But yeah. um, probably just gonna live here. Actually, it's pretty sweet. And I could see. Not to harp on it, but I could see your folks passing on and new people moving into the house. And unbeknownst to them, you live in the attic and they have Mm -hmm. this disfigured creature that just lives in the attic. And maybe the child sees you at night once in a while and nobody believes the child. And maybe a friendship is brokered between you and the child. And hopefully it remains appropriate. I would want to hope for that. Keep that above board, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, obviously you don't want you don't want that relationship to spiral into something that's going to get anybody in trouble. Um, but I, I, you know, so maybe not a friendship, but I maybe I lean towards uh, haunting, sort of, you know, trying to get these people out of my parents' house because this is this is where this is my sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ghost, so you just become a ghost. More like a demon. Or a phantom. Yeah. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. My father is dying. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in and join the conversation, call 513 914 6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Nicholas Cage revealed that his earliest memories go back as far as, quote, the womb, according to Variety. During a recent visit to the Late Show with the Colbert Report, the 59-year-old actor claimed that his memories track back to his pre-birth pupa stage. Quote, let me think, listen, I know this sounds really far out, and I don't know if it's real or not, but sometimes I think I can go all the way back to in utero and feeling like I could see faces in the dark or something. I know that sounds powerfully abstract, but that somehow seems like maybe it happened, Cage said. Cage is coming off box office bomb Renfield, where he starred as Count Dracula. The film only garnered $20 million worldwide. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. 
Blessed is he who can see into the womb, as they say. And I also want to make mention, I feel like maybe the reason that Cage's most recent debut was a box office bomb, it might have had something to do with the title. I feel like if you make a movie about a Dragula, don't call the movie Renfield. The movie should probably be called Dragula. Yeah. I mean, do we know why the movie was called Renfield? No idea. I haven't seen it. I mean, I don't know either. I'm just kind of asking if you had the background. No, like the rest of the world, I haven't seen it. Yeah, no one's seen this movie. No one knows what it's about. Other than Nick Nick Cage plays Dracula, but the movie's not called Dracula. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it takes place in a town called Renfield. And he comes back. You know, his kid's Dracula in, Ren- in Renfield, the town. Doug Jordan, how far back can you remember? Tell me of your earliest memories. Um, I got a me- I think, you know, there's a memory of when I was six and I was riding a, a, a bicycle. And uh, it had training wheels on it, but one of the training wheels fell off while I was riding it. And uh, I thought maybe this would be my chance to finally ride a bike, you know, like a normal kid, you know, even though I would have one training wheel and not two. And then I, uh, I ended up falling the bike. You know, I didn't I couldn't mean my the balance was all off. You get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Scraped my knee. Pretty bad. Did you cry, Doug Jordan? Yeah, I was six years old. Of course, I didn't <laughs> cry. That's funny to you that I was six years old. Like I fell off my bicycle and I cried. Doug, I think if I were to fall off my bicycle, I wouldn't cry. I might swear a little bit, but I don't think I'd cry. You would swear at six years old instead of crying for your freaking mommy and your freaking daddy? No, definitely wouldn't have done that. Probably wouldn't have fallen, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. I probably would have been smart enough to stay up on my bike. Okay, what you know, we're talking about fucking Nicolas Cage. I don't know why everybody's going to give me a hard time about the bicycle. My earliest memory, um, I was watching The Breakfast Club when I was six years old. And I went around swearing up and down the house, and my, my mom got really mad at me and ended up breaking the tape and throwing it at my father because he was the one that put it in the VCR. Yeah. My earliest memory was I'm in the bathtub, and my mom is giving me a bath, and she stands me up, sopping wet in the tub, to wash my rear end. And as she's gliding the bar of soap between my glistening butt cheeks, the soap slips right in and enters my behind and never comes out. I don't remember if that soap ever came out. For all I know, that soap could still be up there. Well, I mean, wouldn't it just disintegrate after a while? One would hope. You know, after every time he, you know, made a feces, a little bit rubbed off of the feces. And I was pooping clean for a while? Yeah. 
Well, here's the thing about soap. It's not biodegradable. So it, it actually, if you leave soap in an enclosed space for a long amount of time, it's going to solidify even more. And that's that's actually how we get silver. Yeah, maybe turn into a nice rock, Doug Jordan. Yeah. What the hell are you talking you about? Know, I'm sitting soap with a couple of silver? stones in my bowels. It sits for too long and then soap turns. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, look it up. Is that real? Last week, a Vancouver man was arrested after opening a heroin, meth, cocaine, and MDMA store, according to Vice. Jerry Martin was arrested less than 24 hours after opening a mobile shop in downtown Vancouver called The Drug Store. According to Martin, his goal was to provide people a safe supply of drugs that have been tested to ensure they didn't contain fentanyl. Police said the arrest came after they gathered a sufficient evidence that, quote, the suspect started selling cocaine, crack, methamphetamine, and heroin out of a mobile trailer parked near Maine and Cardova streets. Quote, we support measures aimed at improving public safety for people who use drugs, including harm reduction services and decriminalization. However, we remain committed in our position that drug trafficking will continue to be the subject of enforcement. Constable Tania Vizintin said in a press release. So the good constable woman shut it down. Drugstore abandoned. And Doug Jordan, I would like to hear your perspective on this situation. Um, well, I mean, it's a pretty noble, I think a pretty noble cause to, you know, sell all these drugs that are, you know, have been found to cause people to die because the fentanyl that they've been cut with. You know, so I think that's pretty nice that this guy was like, yeah, I want to, you know, sell sell clean drugs to you. And, you know, I think that the, that would be helpful to a lot of people to be able to get uh, the things that they uh, they need. But at the same time, you know, the most of those drugs, I think, are still illegal. So. So does this as a business owner yourself, does this worry you um, that the police might come raid it or take a girl and come arrest you? Well, I'm not selling Cocaine, crack, methamphetamine, or heroin. Well, but I've, I've, but I, I've sold a little bit out of out of the Ortego Grill. So, I think, and I've told people come to the Ortego Grill um, for the pickup. And so, that's you know. Well, then they would be arresting you, not me. I mean, I'm just a place. I did it on company. I did it on. I did it on company property. So the onus goes back to the owner and and uh, and the the LLC. Could be well, a problem if he tells works. him you're giving him a kickback. That's true. You also took kickbacks. I didn't take any kickback. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm just well, saying I, it I could be a problem money. if he said they were. Yeah. No, but I didn't. I'm going on the freaking radio saying that it, that none of this freaking happened. Well, but I I used that money that I that I made and bought some nachos and a couple of burritos. Vis-a-vis well, kickback. I, yeah, vis-a-vis kickback. How's that a kickback? You're, that's a different transaction. Could have gotten those burritos from, from the Paisanos, gotten them for free. Listen, here's the thing. We are arguing about something that is beyond our knowledge. This obviously, to be resolved, needs to go in front of a judge, jury, and executioner. And if you are found guilty, Doug Jordan, I would recommend the full sentence. But if you are found innocent, I would recommend you go free and be paid for your time in court. That sounds reasonable to me. How can you argue with that? I have faith in our systems. Well, but I mean, this happened in Vancouver, so. That's a good point. And they wear powdered wigs in court, I believe, still. Yeah. 
Long robes. Very off-putting. Last week, a New Jersey mystery involving over 200 pounds of pasta was recently put to rest, according to NBC4 New York. The situation began after over 200 pounds of alphabet and spaghetti pasta was discovered by the banks of Irzik Brook in a wooded part of Old Bridge, New Jersey. Nearby resident Keith Ross said the pasta was not accompanied by meatballs nor marinara, although it did appear to have been blanched. Residents later ascertained the squishy noodles had only become, quote, soft and swollen after a period of heavy rain. The pasta dump remained a mystery until neighbors discovered that a military veteran was in the process of moving his deceased old mother's belongings out of her home in preparation of selling the old bag's property. According to reports, the dead woman had been a, quote, bit of a hoarder and had built herself quite a collection of noodle pasta. Cleanup was completed by the township's public works department. The veteran was not charged. So, an open and shut case in this situation. I had not heard about this story until it was already solved. A great mystery it once was. Tady, Richard, Doug Jordan, please elaborate a bit on how you think someone gets to the point of hoarding and collecting pastas. And if there's only two types of pastas, alphabet and freaking spaghetti, is it really a good collection? Well, no, it's a terrible collection because there's there's a lot of pastas out there. Um, there's vermicelli, uh, there's capellini, there's rigatoni, there's uh, linguini, there's fettuccine. Um, Doug, help me out here. Yeah, I mean, there's... I mean, you pretty much named a lot of them. There's Fusilli. Did you say Fusilli? No. There's Penne. Didalini. I think he didn't he say Didalini? No. No. Okay, there's Didalini. Okay. Um, Ravioli. Yeah. Yeah. Tortellini. Mm-hmm. 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 Zagna. Zagna. Parpadelli, mm-hmm. Tagliatelli, Cavatappi. I said Cavatappi. I like bow ties. Elbows. Yeah. Say elbows. No. Shells. Big ones and yeah. little ones. Mm-hmm. Manicotti. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of different types of pasta. For my money, my favorite of all is the pierogi. Well, I don't. I don't know if that's pasta. I think yeah, that's I a, don't think that's a pasta. I think that's that's a pierogi. That's a Polish dish. Tastes like a pasta. Tastes like a ravioli, but with a potato. Put a little yeah. applesauce on it. A little sour cream and applesauce. Mix the sour yeah. cream and applesauce up in a bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's, a, it's kind of like a dumpling. I would call that like a dumpling. Hmm. And like hmm. a ravioli is like a dumpling. You know, because it's just a pot. It's just a dough filled with meat with, you know, something, something stuffed in there. Last week, Fox News reported that, quote, art in Europe Parliament shows Jesus with gay sadomasochistic slaves sparking outrage, quote, disgusting. The headline read the image depicted Jesus Christ of Nazareth delivering a sermon with a group of men dressed in leather daddy apparel and clinging to Jesus's robes 
worshipping their religious figure on their knees. The painting by lesbian Swedish artist Elizabeth Olsen was conceived to show Jesus as supportive of LGBTQ rights, according to the artist. Quote, there are a lot of pictures of Jesus with heterosexual people. Millions, billions of paintings, famous artists. But these are just 12 pictures of Jesus loving the LGBT rights. So 12 pictures should not be so scary for them, said Olsen. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. God blessed are thee who paint this beautiful array of images. And I found the images to be not just wholesome, but also very sexy, Doug Jordan. Your thoughts on the images now? Well, I haven't seen the images, so I can't really talk to people what they are, but, you know, I, you know, I'm all for the supporting of the LGBTQ rights. I, you know, I just think it's kind of a little strange, you know, like in terms of time travel, you know, how, how does that work? You know, having an old Jesus in with modern day people. Well, Jesus is magic. So that's that's a good point. Probably how he does it. Um, No, I, I'm in, I'm in full agreement with, um, with Taylor and with Doug Jordan, although I don't quite understand what Doug Jordan was saying. Um, I, how are you in full agreement? Well, I'm in full agreement because, um, earlier I was asked how horny I am and, and I said very freaking horny. And now that we've, we've sat through reading this, this story about Jesus Christ and a bunch of leather daddies, I'm freaking horny as the dickens. I'm even hornier. I'm growing hornier by the second. Yeah. And God bless you for that. And thank you for the blessing and Doug Jordan, God bless you. And Doug Jordan, is it your contention that they didn't have leather daddy outfits in the days of old? I mean, they clearly had leather. Yeah, I don't think that they would, you know, they're homosexual or, or, you know, whatever would friggin' dress like that. Well, maybe not. In the days of yore. Well, maybe not, but maybe they did. And God bless them if they did. That's my point. I say love everyone. Now, I do want to make mention that... Jeez Louise down on my knees The days of yore Saw a lot of Sexual I mean if you read the bible I mean geez Louise the whole the city of Sodom Blessed are thee That went to the city of Sodom If you freaking ask me I would love to travel there just for a moment In this time machine you have concocted In your mind Where we can go back and forth Bring Jesus with us to the future Bring freaking leather daddies back to the past God bless them all I just think What we're talking about here is people, Doug Jordan And People deserve respect And dignity And The longer you refuse to give that to them The longer It will take for us to progress To a point where things are equal for everyone you know what i mean i feel like i feel like i'm making a lot of sense right now are you asking me directly or is that the 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 panel to you directly the panel the weakers and tweakers out there and god bless them who are still listening yeah no i think that makes sense i just think you know the you know time 
It, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Last matter week, a Pennsylvania woman was charged with faking her own abduction to hide the fact that she dropped out of college, according to NBC News. 23-year-old Chloe Stein was arrested and charged with four misdemeanors. False alarm to public safety agency. False reporting of an offense that did not occur. Obstructing administration of law and disorderly conduct. The arrest came after Stein had been missing for 24 hours. According to police, Stein was last heard from Monday evening when she sent a text to her boyfriend while driving home from work saying she was being pulled over by a police officer. State police later heard from her family who said they found her vehicle, a Volkswagen Beetle, abandoned on Raidbow Row in the area of North Greengate Road. It was at that time that the family made a missing person declaration and an expansive search for Stein was launched. On Tuesday night, a tip came in that Stein was at a friend's home in Jeanette, about 30 miles east of Pittsburgh. When police found Stein, she claimed she had been abducted, quote, by an unknown male who posed as a police officer. Stein said her abductor had a firearm and she was blindfolded and taken to various locations in the area. Police began to doubt Stein's claim after discovering that she had not been a student at Penn State since 2018. When Stein was confronted about the inconsistencies in her story, she, quote, admitted she had fabricated all the information pertaining to the incident. The criminal complaint said Stein stated that she started the hoax because she wasn't actually attending college. So... Jeez Louise down on my knees A hilarious prank we have Although Not the finale I usually see From an absolutely freaking hilarious prank Tadia Richard, Doug the Slug Please enliven Weegers and Tweegers About maybe what she could have done To make this a better prank Or any reaction you might have To this story Well I mean You know she could have just been honest and said, you know, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't go to school anymore. I dropped out and maybe gotten a job doing yeah, that's something not, that she'd like to do. That's not funny though. So what she could have done was dressed up a, a pig in her freaking clothing and dropped it off a freaking skyscraper and everybody would have looked down and seen the pile of, of flesh and blood in her clothes and thought, Oh my God, she jumped from the freaking building. And then everybody not only thinks that she was abducted, but now she's freaking dead. And then some time passes, her family is starting to heal and, and move on. And then she jumps out of the freaking closet and, and spooks them. Or I was thinking that maybe she, if she really wanted to, Twist the knife, so to speak. Maybe release a hostage video. Mm. When she said, please, you must meet these demands. They're going to kill me. Please don't make them kill me. I, I want to live. I want to. I'd love to have some more of of grandmama's brajol again. I don't know what that is. It sounds disgusting, but I would love to eat the brajol one last time. I just want to see my freaking nanny's face. I'd love to see freaking little Peter with his wooden leg hobbling around with a crutch. I miss him so much. I just want to kiss him. And daddy and mama, I would just want to crawl back in your arms. I'm so scared. Please send a freaking ransom. But then you make the ransom something that there's no way they could ever possibly pay like 
like say a, 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 we need a football stadium in the clouds and a mountain and an everything pizza with literally absolutely everything on it you know the way around that one you just turn a pizza upside down now geez louise down on my knees i think that would have made for a hilarious freaking prank send them freaking surgeon on a wild goose chase they'd be and then by the time she said the jig is up listen i just made it all up it was a joke forget all about this penn state college she freaking dropped out in 2018 that was near five years ago doug jordan I just feel bad for the pig. What are, what are you talking about? He said he'd dress up a pig and drop it on the skyscraper. Maybe it was already dead. It was an old I, well, pig. Obviously, so. obviously he'd be already dead, Doug. You're not going to dress up a live pig. It's impossible. So. You can't get pants on the pig. Well, Jesus, Louise, down on my knees. I really think we sunk our teeth into that one. Last week, mm. a New York morgue attendant was accused of sharing, quote, graphic autopsy images and video on social media, according to The Independent. Court papers indicate Quantese Sharp Sharpton, who worked for the Northwell Health, continued to post the images taken inside Long Island Jewish Medical Center even after she was fired. The lawsuit, which... was filed in Nassau County. Supreme Court alleges that the material included images of videos and bodies with electrical burns, amputated body parts, internal organs, and even a late stillbirth. Some of the graphic material was paired with dance music and also allegedly featured her mocking the smell or condition of the cadavers. On her social media accounts, where she had nearly 20,000 followers on Instagram, Instagram and 1,000 followers on TikTok, Mix Sharpton referred to herself as Autopsy Bay. Sharpton was fired after co-workers raised alarm about her behavior, even though job training strictly prohibits cell phone usage within the morgue Sharpton quote expressed no remorse or regret for her conduct quote Sharpton explained that she is a social media influencer and she receives monthly revenue based on her posts and that she viewed her morgue autopsy photos and videos as social media content Vartage's Soran a spokesperson for Northwell's compliant program director said Sharpton expressed no remorse or regress for her conduct. So, Doug Jordan, I'm going to feel this one to you, resident expert. How do you feel about how Sharpton handled this situation? What could she have done better, and what maybe did she do right? What am I a resident expert of in this in this story? Storing bodies in tight places. I was just well, going to say general news, Doug Jordan. Don't get... I'm a general news expert now. I've never been a general news expert in my freaking life. It's just a title, Doug Jordan. I just want to talk about it. Okay, well, I think it's pretty disrespectful to all the freaking dead bodies. And, you know, I think it's kind of insane how people are now with social media that they got to freaking post everything they freaking do on freaking social media and try and make freaking money off of it. You know, I I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't agree more. Everybody's always, you know, look at what, this is how I do it. And then there's a million people commenting on it being like, oh, you know what? You should actually do it this way. It's better. And then it's like, thanks. I'll give that a try. And then you do another freaking video of you doing the exact same freaking bullshit. I couldn't agree more. I mean, sorry. I, at the same time, isn't that what you're doing with your videos of wildlife animal footage caught on your surveillance cameras? That's different. Mm. That's different. That's just me posting a video of an animal. I'm not trying to make any freaking money off of it. 
I'm trying to take. I'm just trying to put. I'm. I gotta freaking save the freaking vo- the videos, or else I'm gonna freaking lose them. So put them on the cloud. I got them forever. And at the same time, if you did make money, don't you think that you would be maybe out on the prowl looking for animals to photograph? Yeah, if that was well, how I was trying to make income, I would be. You know, I don't putting peanut butter on on the friggin' trees Dangly outside. Johnson and letting yeah. animals lick it off. Is that what you were gonna say? Or no, no, I wasn't gonna say that. But I can see why you would think that. But no, I was gonna say just put it on trees and try and get a video of a bear or something. Yeah. So what you're what you're saying is what what Miss Sharpton did filming cadavers um, was fine because it was for social media and for her income. So. No, Case I'm not closed. saying that at all. I think that's disrespectful to all the freaking dead people that were in the room yeah, that she was supposed to be is, pumping full of formaldehyde. It is a disgusting act, and Ms. Sharpton, I was thinking about Al Sharpton, and to be honest with you, I was thinking about famous Steins, Ben Stein from the last story, and I always thought Al Sharpton and Ben Stein would be great together on a show, news program, or maybe a daytime talk show. And I don't know why it never happened. I wrote in several times to the major net news networks trying to get a daytime show going, but always return to sender. Must have the wrong address. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We have this has been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode. But before we leave you, we have one quick segment to get to you now. With the bright lights of Tinseltown back on display, you found yourself out the door and on your way. Out to the box office, you march with glee until you discover you know not what to see. With movies abundance, your choices are vast, from Hollywood royalty to an unknown cast. Some movies have characters in old-fashioned hats, while others proudly show their rear end while dressed up as cats. Like the old days of Blockbuster, you intensely peruse, but when you are finished, you are unable to choose. So for those struggling with what to view on the screen, we would like to present to you our week sight unseen. So geez Louise down on my knees for weakers and tweakers sight unseen is one of our most popular segments and we read the synopses of two movies we haven't seen and through the cast synopses we tell you which one to go see and the other one to go take a big old dump on. So without further freaking ado Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 2023 is number one. In Marvel's studio, Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3, our beloved band of misfits are setting into life on nowhere. But it isn't long before their lives are upended by the echoes of Rocket's turbulent past. Peter Quill, still reeling from the laws of Gamora, must rally his team around him on a dangerous mission to save Rocket's life. A mission that if not completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Zeldana, Dave Bautista, Palm Clementif, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper with Sean Gunn as Craglin, and Sylvester Stallone as Stekar Ogard. Ogard. Stack Car Ogor, directed by James Gunn. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees. What we have here is the third installment in a movie about the Guardians of a Galaxy. And 
I love these movies, and I always have, and I always will, because you got a great tree monster walking around. He's a good guy. You also got a squirrel man, and he is a blaster. And together, they all sort of team up this round town tag of misfits moving and working together to fight off space aliens who are trying to destroy the Guardians. Now, Sylvester Stallone, is he good? Is he bad? Don't know, but I know Kraglin is back. And whenever Kraglin is on screen, a great deal of fun is to be had. Teddy Risher, your thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy, please. Well, I think it's it's the perfect final Guardians of the Galaxy film because they they finally pay off all the freaking sexual tension between the Squirrel Man and the tree, um, and there's a very steamy romance scene um, at about the hour and twenty four mark where they finally make love in the space station, and um, you know just as you think like wow this is this is a beautiful moment, who comes in but freaking Craglin and he's like oh what's going on here and and they say, well, hop on in. And and then it, it becomes grotesque. Um, that said, uh, you know, uh, this movie's really boring other than that. I mean, um, just nothing going on in it. Doug Jordan, your thoughts? Um, well, I haven't seen the movie, but... That's um, the point. That's the point. I'll say. What, that I haven't seen the movie? Yeah. Okay, you know, Craglin is, um, Craglin, the things that Craglin gets into are very good. And it's, you know, I'm glad that he's back in this one. And it's seeing Stackar Ogord on the silver screen has been something that I've wanted uh, to see I for love a long the time. point where freaking Craglin's off in the corner. He's playing with himself. He's like squealing and he's, he's doing it. Nobody knows why. And there's a whole gun battle on and Craglin's just off in the corner squealing away, pulling away. Jeez Louise down on my knees. Blasters going off. He almost gets the, his whole tip shot right off. Smoke coming out of the end. He has to blow it off like a gun. Guess what? It is a gun. It is a gun. That's his special power is Dangley Johnson. Once he's ready to blast, you better step away from that freaking blaster the next one is big george number two 2023 i mean just big george foreman is the name of the movie 2023 from olympic gold medalist to world heavyweight champion boxer george foreman leads a remarkable life he finds his faith retires and becomes a preacher But when financial hardship hits his family and church, George steps back into the ring and regains the championship at age 45, becoming the oldest heavyweight champion in boxing history. Starring Chris Davis, Sullivan Jones, Sanja Zahn, with Dwayne Barnes as Dick Sadler, and Forrest Whitaker as Doc Brodus. Directed by George Tillman Jr. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, a boxing movie we have here, but a movie more about life. Now, if you like movies that have extended monologues, where a preacher is speaking to a throng of supporters, maybe a dwindling throng, and mostly old ladies in a church trying to beat the heat with a fan made out of paper, then this is the movie for you. But if you like movies about boxing, I'm going to tell you right now, this is mostly about preaching. And 
If it wasn't for Dwayne Barnes as Dick Sadler, Dick Sadler is the comic relief. And his name is Dick Sadler because he was a former boxer who got hit in the Dangly Johnson and it had to be removed due to injuries he sustained in the ring. That's why they, his real name is actually something else in the movie, but they call him Dick Sadler because he's got mm-hmm. a very Sadler dick from having it removed. And yeah. him and freaking Doc Brodus hilarious freaking instant comedy Mm -hmm. and you know i i love this movie from top to bottom i thought it was freaking hilarious um the one thing that did confuse me though was that sylvester stallone was in the guardians of the galaxy volume three but he was not in this big george foreman boxing movie um and yet paulie and the freaking sex robot show up and they're in it and they they have like a 20 minute love scene and that and that's the end of it. And they just go, okay, we'll say hi to Rocky for you, and then they leave. Um, very confusing thread. Uh, hilarious movie, otherwise, but um, just you know, questionable choices there to not include Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I think that that might be foreshadowing mm. to maybe the second one, Big George Foreman, Big George Two, and Big George Foreman Two. In that one, will be fighting, as you guessed it, freaking Rocky Stallone. Come back for revenge, as they say. Now, Doug Jordan, thoughts? So this is this is Big George 1 Foreman, or this is Big George 2 Foreman? The second one might two. be called Too Big George. Too George Foreman Too Big. Too Big George Foreman Too Big. I, mm-hmm. But this one is just called Big George Foreman. It's the first one. It's part one. Big they George 1 Foreman. Sometimes they don't say part one. Yeah, because they don't yeah. want to spoil the fact that they're making another one. Okay. Yeah, the, um, there's a scene with the grill. He's got the he invented the grill, and then um, he shows him grilling up all the different things you could put on the grill, like a hot dog, hamburger, bacon. All the grease uh, just comes out of the grill, and then you know. Uh, so you could put a steak in there if you really wanted to, or some some sort of chicken. And, and he actually invented the grill, so it shows you it shows him in the garage uh, doing it. Kind of odd choice to have a forty minute infomercial in the middle of a movie, and yet this one's still gonna get my vote. Big George Foreman two, Big Georgie is two thumbs up for me. I give it an A plus. And I'm going to take a big old dump on Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Freaking Tadia Rizzer, your freaking vote. Yeah, uh, Big George Foreman gets 500 stars for me. Um, absolutely hilarious, heartwarming tale of, of triumph and sport. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy um, is, liter- is a literal pile of crap. Um, and everybody should be ashamed of themselves. Zero stars and, uh, and, a, and a prison sentence for James Gunn. And Doug Jordan... Your thoughts last, please take us out. Yeah, I, um, I think that I'm interested in Big George uh, One Foreman, uh, the prequel to Big George Two, Georgie Returns over Guardians of the Galaxy. So I would say if you're gonna see one of them, then definitely see one of that that one, the Big George, the Foreman one. Well said. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot before you stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week.
Well, geez, Louise, I thought that went quite well. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was good. I never, you know, I'm always confused about the the, the movie one. What do you mean? Because I, I'm talking about a movie I haven't seen. I'd... Well, it'd be like your your review for John Wick Four had you seen it, but not seen it. Yeah, but I didn't see it, so why would I review it? And it would have been a perfect time to do it in sight unseen. Probably should have spoken up. That's true. The thing is, the rest of us saw it, so. Yeah. Vis-a-vis, enough for me. Plus, I already knew what the freaking thing was about. It's about a guy killing monsters. Now, if you need clarification on Sight Unseen and how it works, Doug Jordan, I would be happy to explain it to you offline. Okay. Perhaps a meal we could have. I would consider it. of our week studios. W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester. Whole thing about pasta dinners, 200 pounds pasta spaghetti spitting on a freaking New Jersey pidewalk, and I just can't get over the idea of having myself a big juicy pierogi in my mouth. <laughs>